0: Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
2: He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking
1: about?
2: What the
0: hell? He gets so angry.
2: You tweet to try and calm him down. Now... He gets an hour all to himself.
0: It's Sparky's Midday Madness on The Fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer.
3: Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan live from the Lakeland University Studios, the leader in online education for more than 25 years. Lakeland.edu. Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, Dan Blocker, executive producer, other side of the glass, getting you ready for the Romney Show coming up at 3 o'clock uh, this afternoon. And to uh, start off the show, I want to go over uh, some things that I've seen uh, come across the timeline and so forth here in the last uh, 24 hours I wanted to touch on. And then we're going to get into a tweet that I saw last night from just a random random dude, to the listener of the radio station, just I follow the person, uh, and put out a tweet concerning Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay Packers. And we'll get to that coming up. That'll be the topic for the day. But I want to just cover a couple of things that, because, again, when we do the Wendy's Big Show – We don't have a lot of time to necessarily get into the smaller aspects of things because we do a lot of bigger topics, we have a lot of guests, so forth. So a couple of things that I've seen uh, that I've found interesting that I want to touch on. First off, I want to get into last night. Uh, The Brewers baseball game last night uh, with Giannis uh, at the Brewers baseball game with Liam and his brothers and all of that stuff, and they're up in the suite. And I I don't know... How everybody else uh, is reacting to what's going on with this Giannis Brewers thing. I will tell you that for me, it's one of the coolest things I can remember as a sports fan growing up here on my life. Having been born and raised in Kenosha and never leaving Wisconsin as far as living here. It's one of the coolest things I can ever remember. To have uh, not only a superstar that supports another team, because... We've seen that before. I mean, we've seen Rodgers and Braun before. Braun lied and destroyed that relationship. But when you saw Rodgers and Braun come rolling into Bucks games, we'd, we'd seen that before and, and sit on the, uh, the seats courtside or whatever the case may be and, and watch the games. And they were there with all the other Hollywood celebs and, well, maybe not that many Hollywood celebs in Milwaukee, but all the other people that have big money, all courtside. And that was cool, having them there. Uh, we've seen in the past uh, Packer guys. Current Packer guys saw a lot of them uh, during the Bucks playoff run, right? zadarius Smith, Aaron Jones, and those guys come rolling in uh, for Bucks playoff games. Cool, very cool. And again, that is one sport uh, supporting another. Does that happen as much in Atlanta? Uh, I don't know. I mean, do Falcons players end up going to Hawks games uh, in Atlanta? Do you see that? Do you see Hawks players just showing up randomly? Uh, to an Atlanta Braves game and watching uh, them play. I don't know. Don't live there. Don't know how that is. But it's cool as a fan to see that occurring here uh, in Milwaukee. But this kind of, to me, is taking it to a different level with what's going on with Giannis from the perspective of that now he's partial owner. Now again, Rodgers is partial owner of the Milwaukee Bucks don't know the financial investment he made necessarily, just like we don't necessarily know the financial investment Giannis made. Regardless of what it is, they still go out of their way to say that you are now a part owner. They had a big old press conference for Giannis. So that's nice to say that you're part owner. But then what happens after you are part owner? Because you can become part owner, go to two games, and be like, oh, yeah, I'm part owner. It's cool. Good PR, good media relations, all that stuff that goes along with it. Then there's okay, I'm part owner, and now I'm going to go to a bunch of games. And Giannis, uh, now a couple of different games. Obviously, he's been at besides the the press conference or whatever else. And he was just there last night, uh, up in the up in the uh, the suite or whatever that he has. Him and his family watching the game. And the cool thing was. He, I'm sure knew that the camera was going to be on him from time to time anytime he's at a game, and that's, I'm sure, how it's going to be uh, for the rest of time, unless, and he could do this, people have done this before, where they simply tell TV, I don't want to be on TV, I just want to enjoy the game, not worried about having a camera on me all the time. He very well could say that. I know for a fact that uh, in as far as Bucks games go, uh, over the course of years, I don't know if it happens uh, at American Family Field or Miller Park, but I know a lot of times... UC athletes will tell the in-game host, let's say, uh, for the Bucs over the last 20 or so years. I don't know if it still happens now with Joe Brown, but in the past it's happened where they they tell the in-game host, I don't want to be on the jumbotron. Don't put that camera on me. I don't want everybody in this building knowing I'm here. I want to come in, watch the game, enjoy it like a normal person as much as I can. I want to get out. Don't put me on the jumbotron. So I know what happens during Bucs games. That I'm positive of. Brewers, I don't know how many celebs are showing up at those games, uh, and not being put up on the jumbotron. Probably harder to find celebs maybe uh, when they're within the crowd there, well uh, amongst forty thousand people or whatever. A little bit easier to find them sitting courtside in the first few rows at an NBA game. So maybe at some point Giannis tells him, "Hey man, look, I'm I'm going to come to the home games. Like I'm going to be here for most of them. I don't need to be on TV every time." But he was on TV last night. And not only was he on TV, he put, they put him on the jumbo drive from the suite. The whole crowd start chanting MVP, if you didn't see it last night on Bally Sports Wisconsin. Very, very cool moment. Loved it. Then, as the game goes on, you see him holding Liam after they they get the lead with Narvaez or whatever it was and pumping his fists. Okay, fine. And then you see Giannis doing the dance. I believe it was after the Colden Wong homer, was it, when he did the dance? I might have that wrong, but I think it was after the Colin Wong homer. Uh, he does a little dance because he doesn't have Liam in his hands anymore. Uh, does the dance in the suite. And for me, a- as a fan, I was like, man, this is super cool. Like, not only is this dude part owner, but he's like one of us. Right? He's like one of us. He's that dude. There may be people all over the state Wisconsin watching that Brewers game. Wong hits that home run. They're doing their own little dance in their house. They're not at the game. They're not on TV. They're not worth millions of dollars, but they're celebrating that Colton Wong home run in a similar way. Or the Omar Narvaez uh, RBI double to score the the lead run in the seventh inning. High-fiving their buddies or screaming and yelling on the phone at their buddies that they hit it. That's happening all over the place. And then when you see a guy that's as famous and as big as Giannis is, who just won a championship with the Bucs, acting like how you act or how your friends act when something big happens with your favorite baseball team. And he is part owner of that team now, and he's acting the same way. I don't know, man, to me, that's pretty cool. And I'm going to go, I'm going to refer to Plucker on this one because I've not ever lived out of the state of Wisconsin. So I I have no reference point whatsoever. Like Gary grew up in Georgia, Laurie grew up in Florida. I've never left the stage as far as living anywhere else. Is it like this? other places where you get this type of deal with athletes crossing over into other sports? Or do you feel like this is really a special deal? Like I'm making it out to be with the honest Yeah,
4: no, I think it's, I think it's pretty special. I think it's, it's easier for something like this to happen in a small market. Like I grew up in California and every team owner over there is some billionaire that sure. like doesn't really care about the team, but wants to win and, gets all the money in the world because they're in L.A. or San Diego or San Francisco or whatever it is. I mean, think about it. LeBron James is now a Laker, wants to be a Laker for the rest of his career, and he bought – ownership in the Boston Red Sox he didn't yep. look for LA or anything along that so outside of I think Magic Johnson has a little bit of ownership in the Dodgers but outside of that like there wasn't anything along those lines and Magic Johnson too millionaire billionaire whatever you want to call him I don't know how much money he makes but one of those types of people that just has stupid money that he probably reinvested I'm guessing billionaire the LA I would I would guess as well yeah. um but and and LeBron James, too, millionaire, billionaire <laughs> that is throwing money, but not even into a local team. So it's not something that I really experienced. And for Milwaukee and for Wisconsin, for people to to have superstars that want to stay here and reinvest their money, however much it actually is. Because we don't know how much Aaron Rodgers
3: spent right. with the Bucs and Giannis. I heard with, Tim and Bart talking about it this morning. Right, Th- so did they, I. <laughs> they both seemed to think it was less than a million dollars. I and Again, it might be. We don't know what the arrangement is between uh, Giannis uh, and the Milwaukee Brewers. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But we do know that he, I, I think, is serious that he wants to be an owner of something at some point. Now, he gets his feet wet here, kind of learns the business a little bit from Antonasio exactly. and those guys and goes forward. It still begs the question, why not buy into the Bucs? Maybe you're, they're not allowed to by NBA rules. You can't buy into your own team. But like when George Carl was the head coach here, part of his deal with Senator Cole was he was part owner of the Bucks. He got whatever percentage of the Bucks as part of that deal uh, when he was here as head coach. So maybe you're not allowed to buy into your own team or whatever, but you still would think that he would be, he, being honest, would be able to learn the aspects of being an owner and so forth by talking to Lazarus and Eden's and dining. Kind of, I, I still baffles me a little bit, unless, like I said, unless that's just not a, a great deal, and a great partnership between all those guys, uh, and they have some friction and so forth. And you kind of feel like if you go ask one for advice, the other one's going to get mad. Why did not you ask me? And that whole type of deal. Right. Uh, and that may be the reason why, where with Atanasio, he's the guy. Yes, there's other people involved, like Harris Tour, who owns the Admirals and so forth. They call him Mr. Milwaukee. Yeah, he's one of them. But Mark is the face. He's the lead guy. He's the lead dog in all of this. So maybe it's easier for Giannis to go, hey, man, kind of teach me the way. Show me how this thing is done. The other thing that cracks me up, too, about that whole thing, and I didn't realize it until you just brought it up again, about LeBron and the Red Sox. For everybody that says, oh, baseball's dying. Oh, we got to make sure baseball games are shorter. Oh, the younger generation isn't paying attention to baseball and all this. Why then is the – why are NBA players wanting to buy stock in baseball teams? Why? Why are former NBA players buying stock in baseball teams? You brought out Magic Johnson. You've got LeBron. Now you've got Giannis and the Brewers. There must be some good reason why professionals – are wanting to buy stock in baseball teams. You see a lot of professionals buy stock in European soccer teams. Like, you see that all the time, right? Uh, But you don't really see it in baseball necessarily. You never see it in the NFL. Like, NFL owners are never just allowing, not that I can remember, a pro athlete to come in and buy part of the team. Now, the Packers obviously can't do that. But Al Davis and the Raiders? Oh, sure, yeah, no problem. Uh, Marcus Allen, I'll sell you a part of the team and you can come in and be part owner. Like, that's not a thing. Jerry Jones, oh, sure, Troy. Yeah, yeah. Troy Eggman, Michael Irvin, Emma Smith, you guys want to be part of, the, part of the owners of the Cowboys? Sure, no problem. It's not happening. And it was pointed out in the Yottas deal, what, it's been 17 years, by the way, which seems like not 17 years. 17 years, they've never allowed anybody new into the ownership group with the Brewers and that entire time frame. Because you would think that by allowing somebody new in to the ownership group does what? It slices the return that you're going to get on your investment with an additional owner in, right? So if and when you decide to sell or whatever, it slices into how much money you're going to make back possibly. Maybe that's why uh, they weren't willing to allow any new owners in uh, during the course of time. But I just thought it was awesome last night. And that's all. I'm not trying to make a topic out of it or anything. Just wanted to point out how cool it was, and I hope everybody appreciates it, and I hope uh, that Giannis continues uh, going forward to show up at these games uh, and be a part of this and be there and watch and cheer on the Brewers as they make their run through September. Now, remember, he's going to end up in training camp here at the end of September and then pre-games, uh, pre-season games in the middle of uh, October, or beginning of October, and then regular season begins in the middle of October. So I'm not sure how much Giannis will be able to get to playoff games and so forth, but it would still be cool to see him at games going forward. And again, his family being at games as well. Just thought it was very, very cool. Another thing that crossed my timeline uh, we're going to get into a little bit uh, coming up next, uh, the New England Patriots trying to steal somebody from the Packers front office and were rejected. Uh, I'll tell you about that. And... And now the NFL and trading card companies uh, have made their own deals as well. And it involves fanatics again. We'll talk about the ramifications of that. That's all coming up next. Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer. Flying solo like always. Coming up at 3 o'clock is the Rami show, Rami McAuliffe. Definitely want to stay tuned for that. He'll be here about a half hour or so to tell you what's coming up on his show uh, like I said before, other things uh, that stand out to me uh, involving a football company, but something I just came across from Adam Schefter. I don't know if you all saw this. Seahawks uh, are inducting two new members into the Ring of Honor this season in Seattle. Both former Packers. One, Matt Hasselback will go into the Ring of Honor on October 25th. Mike Holmgren goes into the Ring of Honor on October 31st. So, Hasselback. Uh, who the Packers traded to Seattle when Holmgren got there because Holmgren wanted to be their quarterback. Got all the way to the Super Bowl and lost, but they got there. Uh, and then Holmgren, obviously, who was president of football operations uh, and head coach there for a while uh, in Seattle and I believe still lives out that way, uh, both now going into the Ring of Honor, October 25th and 21st. So cool deal for two uh, former Packers. All right, I, I want to get back to this, uh, this football card thing. So... We talked about this the other day, and we had Rob on from Waukesha Sports Cards uh, talking about Fanatics. You know, Fanatics, you get your T-shirts, your hats, all your apparel uh, from there at, at the Fanatics website. I buy a ton of stuff from there. That's where I brought my Bucks championship gear from, was from, from, from uh, Fanatics. And they apparently are deciding to get into the business of making baseball cards. And them and the MLB uh, struck up an agreement. Okay, fine. And apparently them and the NBA also have struck up an agreement, NBA-PA. Now comes news uh, earlier today that the NFL Players Association is leaving Panini and signing a 20-year, 20-year deal with Fanatics to do trading cards starting in 2026 per sources, according to Adam Schefter. A 20 year deal. And like I brought up to Rob the other day from Walkshot Sports Cards, like, what does this mean for all of us that have tops cards in general? Now, he pointed out that, wow, they were oversaturated in the 90s and that's why those cards aren't worth as much. Well, maybe, but now that these cards are going to be going bye bye, what then does that mean? So if you have tops baseball cards, Is it going to be worth more now that Fanatics is taking over? If you have Topps football cards, I have plenty of Topps football cards. You sign a 20-year deal uh, with Fanatics uh, getting rid of Panini. I have no Panini football cards. None. I don't believe I have one. Because it's been years since I've collected football cards. Obviously, I've bought cards for the 5-year-old and the 14-year-old over the last several years. Um, But it's been years since I myself have collected cards for myself. And nowadays cards are so expensive, like I said before, it's almost like you're you're investing more than anything else. That I, I never got into buying Panini NFL cards. So now Fanatics is going to get in the game. The financial commitment in all of this is interesting because I tweeted this out earlier, um, saying how everything has has kind of changed uh along that line because of these cards. And I got some responses back uh, on the cards. I didn't ask for responses at Sparky Radio, but I got some responses back um, concerning these cards. And a lot of people, not all that happy it doesn't appear uh, with this deal concerning the cards. DJMCZ tweets at Sparky Radio, the card business is at an all-time high and with NFTs, the players association are cashing in on mega deals. Non-exclusive card companies can likely still make cards, but without the official logos. But Plucker, why would I want to buy an unofficial card? I Am I missing something here? Like are those still valuable even though you don't have the logo on it?
4: Uh yes, sometimes they can be depending on the rarity of the card so and such. Why so why would I buy
3: that card for?
4: Uh it's it's And how strange. are they going
3: to make money?
4: So the thing is they they craft the photo where basically like they because it's it's the same thing right now for Panini and um, the MLBPA they have a deal with the MLBPA but not the MLB so what they do is they they take a photo and then they just Photoshop the logo off of it and then it says Chicago instead of White Sox again or it says why would Chicago I want that instead of Cubs but the thing is like if you're not really looking for it you can't tell. Like, when I first bought the pack, I didn't realize that they didn't have the MLB rights or whatever really? when I got it. Yeah, because I have a uh, Luis uh, Robert rookie card. Nice. Um, And it's like a – I think it's a purple. And when I was looking at it, I was like – I just realized the White Sox logo isn't actually on this thing, but it still has value. Like it's still so like what's a thirty dollar card. Online. Really? Yeah.
3: Even though it doesn't have the official logo. Yeah, at least logo. the
4: last time I checked, it was it was still worth that much. Now I think the fear for a lot of people with all of this now is Panini and Tops. Now that they're losing it, might try to make as much as they can in these last ditch effort with it being the last time they have these you, for a long time. How do you make more money? Just, well, the thing is, they just overproduce.
3: No. I don't see. And I've heard that too. And Todd brought that or Rob brought that up from walk sports cards that he hopes they don't saturate the market like they did in the nineties here. I don't think you do that. I think you go the other way. I think you produce less and charge and raise the rates even more. So because obviously they're going to become even more valuable. So now you can raise the rates to a crazy all-time high that you want to charge knowing it doesn't matter. There, people are going to pay whatever it is knowing that, A, there's not going to be a lot out there, and people are going to pay a ton knowing in, you know, 5, 10 years because they still won't be around. I mean, You're saying the NFL signed a 20-year deal to drop Panini. In 20 years, these Panini cards are going to be super valuable. Anything you've bought here in the last couple of years – are going to be beyond valuable, and you're going to be able to sell them at even a higher rate than what you pay now. So if people are paying two, three, four hundred dollars 400 for a case of cards now, $1,000, depending on how they, they go about trying to do this. Don't you think, well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you do make more money oversaturating it, but I don't think so. Like I was at, what was it, Target last night? I'm in Target. We're checking out. Now, at, at the Target where we go... The cards are kind of like to the side of the cashier registers, right? I look. I always look over because I know they don't carry the sports cards anymore, but either way. So I look over just to see nothing. Then I see a younger guy, taller, younger guy, maybe late teenage, early 20s. And he's having a conversation with a dude wearing a security shirt. Security shirt, mind you. That's security right on the back. Security. Dude's got a box of cards. And they weren't sports cards, mind you. They were like these gaming cards that people buy that are next to the sports cards on the on the uh, rack or whatever. It's not like from back in my day it was Dungeons and Dragons. It's not Dungeons and Dragons, but it's something weird like those magic cards or whatever. Yeah, I they think are. it's probably it's probably either Magic, Yu Gi Oh, or
4: Pokemon. I think are the three that they sell. I think it's the
3: second stores. one. Oh or whatever yeah i don't pay whatever it is any of that. so he had a, like a box of those and he was just putting them up and there was a dude standing right there waiting to have him put them up to get some And i was like dang i'm like are, are those cards just as out of control as the sports cards are yeah. people are standing there waiting for dudes to unload boxes
4: so the thing is uh the the trend recently it started with the pandemic where everybody was like having nothing to do. So they were cleaning out their houses or going through old boxes and doing all this stuff. And they were looking back at their collections of uh, mostly sports cards and Pokemon cards were the two are the two big ones. And to the point now where people do exactly what you were just saying, they, they find out when the distributor comes to the different stores and they literally show up at store open or, or, Whenever or sports cars guys were there at like five in yeah, the morning or, at Target, or whenever exactly, yeah, or whenever the the distributor comes and they literally line up outside of the door. I've seen people; they're not buying a pack or two; they're buying like cases. Well, it de- it depends because some stores set limits, right? So that's why you see now at Target where it says like. Um, limit one per customer, or whatever. Right. Walmart has never set limits, so neither of them really sell in store as much as they used to. Because um, Target, it became a problem. They had fights where, and shootings. Exactly, people were like fighting, and there were shootings and all this right. stuff. Walmart is almost even worse because I've seen videos of people um, like going and then being first in line and buying. All everything, yep. like, because there's no limit, so they literally buy everything off of the shelf and then go and sell it online. Exactly, so that's that's part of the problem right now in the sports card industry, and I've I've seen as well the Pokemon card industry as well. Ironically, because those are the two things that people, specifically my age, collected a bunch as kids. And, and since they did do cleaning out or their parents gave them back to them as they were cleaning out their houses kind of got back into it to the point where like s- I've seen some Pokemon cards like today selling for 200 three hundred dollars a pop
1: we where, got Pokemon
4: where, cards all over our house really yeah it's crazy oh, and, I'm and have some to go of, find them some of the vintage stuff like the first edition stuff is thousands of dollars definitely don't have first edition but still that's still
3: crazy to me like that that is nuts. It is. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but it's interesting Because, I mean, I'm old enough to remember, like we were talking about in the 90s, these these card shops were closing on left and right because nobody cared. We, it was pretty much dead. Like, the whole industry was dying. There were still some dinosaurs like Tim Allen that was still collecting cards, but there weren't many. There wasn't a lot of trading going on. And now, like I talked about, I think it was yesterday, the Salvation Army, no Creek. I just saw another one, Fat Daddies or whatever it's called, Big Daddies, whatever the name of it is, doing a sports card show coming up in September at the Salvation Army. It's free, don't cost anything. And I didn't know they were doing them. I went to one said last month. Last month, man, there were people everywhere. And then I went into the one room. I thought that that's thought that's what it was. And I was looking for somebody. I left. I said, oh, yeah, yeah, pretty cool. I didn't buy anything. Everything's super expensive. I didn't buy anything, but yeah, that's pretty cool. And like, I didn't see you. I thought you were going, oh, well, what room were you in? What do you mean what room was I in? I walked in. There was a room. I, I, oh, no, no, there's more than one room. Oh, well, that's why I didn't see it then, because I just walked in, thought it was one room and left. And it is crazy. Absolutely crazy to me. One other thing here. Uh, that has uh, come across uh, the timeline that I wanted to point out because I don't think I've heard anybody else uh, talking about this necessarily. And I saw it uh, on Ian Rappaport's uh, Twitter account. Uh, And this is, uh, while we're on the Patriots, uh, got another piece on them picked up from uh, this offseason that further contextualizes the changes they've made in their front office. And it connects to a Packers exec named Chad Brinker. You know anything about Chad Brinker, Plucker? Never heard of Chad Brinker in Not my life. until
4: I saw the story.
3: No. Right. Never heard of him. Uh, in yesterday's Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Tom Silverstein uh, told Brinker's story, how he came up in VP of football administration, Russ Ball's department, and how he earned an MBA earlier uh, this year from Northwestern's Kellogg School of Management. All of that coincided with Brinker being promoted this summer to personnel and football administration executive. And Green Bay did indeed get a nudge from outside the building to give Brinker that bump. During the offseason, New England put in a request to interview Brinker for a job helping lead its salary cap operation as part of new director of player personnel Dave Ziegler's effort to rework facets of the team's personnel department. The Packers blocked Brinker, shocker there, from interviewing and promoted him in the aftermath. So clearly the Patriots were looking outside the building for voices. Brinker worked with Patriots exec Elliot Wolf in Green Bay which they haven't always done. And clearly the Packers valued Brinker, who actually was a good enough player at one point to make it into training camp with the Jets as an undrafted free agent. So his would be a name to watch going forward. Again, never been in a position uh, to run and manage and be in charge of an organization, right? Never been a general manager, uh, never been a program director, I've been an assistant program director for a hundred years here at this station, but never in a position like that of a PD to where, you know, if somebody is under contract and somebody wants to talk to them or whatever else to say, oh yeah, yeah, it's a great opportunity. You can go or say, no, you're under contract. You're not going anywhere. Never been in that position. I get from a competitive aspect as a, an organization, say, the Green Bay Packers or the Patriots or whoever you may be, that you're trying to keep your best people in the building because they help you to be as successful as you are. And in this case of uh, the Green Bay Packers, 13-3 and three the last two years, two NFC title games. Now, he, Chad Brinker, is at you know the lower levels of working his way up the totem pole in Green Bay and was at even lower levels, I would imagine, uh, when Elliot Wolf was here, because it's been years since Elliot Wolf was here. So for Elliot Wolf to, I'm sure, maintain contact with Brinker uh, this entire time, and then uh, for the Patriots to reach out to get him, and then for Russ Ball and the Packers to say no, but hey, we'll give you a little extra money and a new title uh, to keep you happy and in the building. That's something McCarthy did for years in Green Bay. For years, he did it. And he would stop assistance uh from moving on to take jobs elsewhere. For years, Ted Thompson did it with the personnel department, blocking guys from going and interviewing elsewhere, like Elliot Wolf. So it's something the Packers organization has done for a long time. And like I've said, I've never been in the position. I don't think I could do it. I I maybe that would make me a bad boss, I guess. I guess it. I guess that would make me a bad boss, but I can't stop somebody from going and pursuing a job that puts them in a better position to further their career. I can't stop somebody from going and making significantly more money somewhere else. Like if we were here in Milwaukee and I ran SSP and somebody came to, let's say, I don't know, Rami, Rami McLaughlin. They, they came to try and get Rami McAuliffe and they wanted Rami to go host the afternoons on the fan in New York for whatever amount of money, but he was under contract. Yeah, yeah I'm not stopping that. Go ahead. If you want him, take him. I, we'll just figure something else out, I guess. I'm not going to sit and stop and try and get in the way of somebody trying to advance their career. And to me, it feels like with sports and teams and organizations, that's exactly what happens. And when you're hot, you're that hot name, like Elliot Wolf. There was there for a while to stop him from interviewing and possibly costing him a chance to be a general manager. He may never get that opportunity again, or an opportunity similar to that one. So, at your benefit, you screw him. I, I, I couldn't sleep at night like that. I, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I, I would absolutely be besides myself. My conscience would eat me alive if I would do similar things to, to what the Green Bay Packers have been doing for years. My conscious would eat me alive. Clearly, it's a thing in sports. They all do it. Packers, I feel like they do it more than anybody else. Uh, but it drives me absolutely bonkers uh, to know that they're able to do this and feel fine with themselves. It drives me nuts. Coming up next, I want to uh, read a tweet that I saw last night from one of our listeners uh, and get your feedback on it. It involves Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers, and the Green Bay Packers. Stay tuned. That's next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Sparky's Midday Madness uh, 12.50 a.m. The Fan The Rami Makloff Experience. That's what it should have been called. The Rami Makloff Experience coming up at 3 o'clock. Because it really is an experience if you listen to that show at 3 o'clock every day. The Rami Show, though, that's what he decided with. That's what's coming up next uh, here at 3. This segment brought to you by Jim Dandy, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Enjoy the best fish fry on Fridays. $2.50 tacos on Tuesday. $17.95 prime rib dinners on Wednesdays. So if you like prime rib, Jim Dandy's is your place tonight in Oak Creek. Plus all-you-can-eat ribs on Mondays. JimDandy'sGrill.com. JimDandy'sGrill.com. Redid the inside. Brand new ownership. They know what they're doing. Great food. Check them out. Jim Danny, South 27th Street in Oak Creek. Uh, I got some news uh, coming out uh, in the last break. I was going to read you that tweet, uh, but before we do that, uh, I think it's breaking news. Uh, Breaking news on the fan, powered by Odyssey, and presented by BetQL. Become a better sports better, get smarter to beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. Dan Plucker, what you got?
4: Yeah, so ESPN making news that Rachel Nichols will no longer be on any of their NBA programming and they are canceling the jump, but they're contractually obligated to have an NBA show in the afternoons. There's no news about who is going to be filling that spot or what show will be filling that spot.
3: Well, has she been canceled? Does she still have a job? Do as we know? Far as far as I still know? she job? still
4: has a job there. They didn't. There's no news that they fired her. It's just that they're taking her off the NBA program.
3: You know how this all started and what led to all of this. They're yes. speaking out about uh, other anchors or whatever the case may be, and them getting gigs or not getting gigs and so forth. And uh, was not uh, met too fondly by a lot of people that work with her and cohorts. So you figured at some point. The fallout would come, and the fallout apparently is now uh, for Rachel Nichols. Uh, Am I a fan of Rachel Nichols? Probably not. Did that show the jump? Did that do good in the ratings? I don't know if it did good in the ratings or not. I feel like there was a lot of buzz uh, around that show one way or the other. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but I feel like at least on the big show, Plucker, we we seem to talk about things that happen on the jump from time to time throughout the basketball season. Maybe I'm wrong. That's, yeah, that's what it felt like to me. No, I feel
4: like that's the case. Oh, excuse right. me, the case. I feel like we've sometimes talked about what Kendrick Perkins or right, maybe Matt.
3: Exactly. You just Matt tur- Barnes. Turn your mic off before sorry, you die I'm on choking the air. On yes, something. yes. Don't die on the air. It's not worth it. Uh, okay, so uh, coming up, a uh, Romney show is coming up. I want to read you this tweet, and this tweet was again, like I said. Uh, just a random tweet from a, a person that that listens to the fan that uh, I follow on my account. at Sparky Radio. And I saw it, and I was like, huh. And it got a ton of responses. A ton of responses. Um, And this dude has, let's see here, 658 followers. He's out of California. And had a lot of response. And this guy tweeted out yesterday afternoon. And his tweet, this guy, Jeremy... I tweeted this, would you trade Rodgers' career for Eli Manning's if it meant the Packers got two Super Bowls instead of the one so far? I would not, said Jeremy. Now, I didn't see the responses because obviously you have to click on it to see the responses. 179 people liked that bad boy uh, that he put out there. And I was interested to see kind of what everybody would think. Because of this, so often, myself included, we talk about, man, 25 years, Rodgers and Brett Favre, y'all got two rings, two rings, three Super Bowl appearances, two by Brett, one by Rodgers, y'all got two rings. You had back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Most franchises have never had back-to-back Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Most franchises haven't had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, nonetheless, back-to-back. And y'all got two damn rings. That's it. Two. So when I saw this tweet go out, I'm going to myself, huh, well, two rings are better than one. Let's see what Packer fans think about that. And then I thought back to last week, I think it was, talking about Jordan Love on the big show with Gary. It said, hey, man, if Jordan Love plays 10 years and they get a Super Bowl, they win one Super Bowl. Is that good enough? And Gary and I both agreed, yeah, that's good enough. Providing, you know, he's not a Hall of Fame quarterback. Let's say he's good and they win one in 10 years. I think most Packer fans would be like, that's cool. That's three quarterbacks in a row that have won a Super Bowl. I don't think that's happened very much in the NFL either, if at all. So even if he's not Hall of Famer, but you win a Super Bowl, I think Packer fans are happy. Even if he's just good and not great. Interesting. Some of the responses. Eric responds this. Eli Manning doesn't have a single playoff win outside of his Super Bowl runs. Since 2005, the Packers have won a ring and had a whole bunch of other really good seasons. The Giants have two rings and a whole bunch of bad seasons with a few one and duns mixed in. Okay. True Packer fan, he tweeted back at this guy, Jeremy says, in a heartbeat. This guy responds back, Jeremy, really? I just couldn't. All the games we've won, all the exciting moments, all the Hail Marys, Just too much to give up for essentially one game. I got to tell y'all. And again, not all of you responded to this tweet, obviously. I was shocked by those responses. Shocked. Like, beyond myself. Because what I learned was, as much as some complain about not having enough Super Bowls and not having enough championships, at the end of the day... It seems like most are fine. Most are good. As long as we're in the playoffs every year, I'm happy. We're good. Like Badger fans, as long as we're in a bowl game, I'm good. National Championship playoffs, ah, not going to happen. Don't get your homes up sparky. And Packer fans don't seem to be much different. Now, there are some that will tweet out and complain that they should have more Super Bowls. There are some that will call in a sports talk radio across the state of Wisconsin and complain they should have more Super Bowls. But when push comes to shove and we start talking about, I'll give you two, like Eli, to your one for Aaron Rodgers, but you're going to suck in between all of that. You're not going to have playoff wins or nothing like that. No, all these NFC Championship games, those aren't going to happen. You'll have two magical runs. You're going to beat... Maybe the best player of all time in Tom Brady. Both times. Going to beat the Patriots both times. You're going to be the blemish on that dude's record. Which do you want? And a majority of the people that responded to that guy said, Give me one ring and a lot of fun in winning. Again, surprised. Shocked. I didn't think it would go that way. Now all the complaining that we hear. Not at all, Herb Southside. You're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Herb?
1: Uh, Sparky, listen, I uh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, let's get this out. I'm a Packer fan first. Okay. My love affair I just I, I command over uh, terrain. Like I said, every year that he's on the team, I always thinks we have a chance. Absolutely. I always say we're going to be we're in the Super Bowl, and there's a 95 percent chance that we're going to be in a big game. And if we're in a big game with him, there's a chance we're going to Super Bowl. And so, with all the heartbreak over the years, Seattle, you know, game, and all those games, I still take those memories. of man, we were—he we were in that game, man. The um, Arizona. Sure. got highlights with Eli. I mean, he got highlights of some kid, some kid making uh, great catch. David
3: Tyree, where he's got the ball against his helmet.
1: But that, that wasn't Eli, that was David Kyrie making a great catch. Sure. Rogers has made some extraordinary plays or during the plays to the timeline, man. Like, you can't that. You know?
3: No, and so, I I understand that your phone's ringing up a little bit. Thanks for the call. It seemed a little far away. But yes, I understand. And that's what a lot of what Irv just said is what a lot of people said uh, to, in response to this tweet, which was I'm not willing to give up all the memories I have of all the great things that Rogers did. All the great wins in the regular season and the postseason with Rodgers. I'm not going to give all that up to just say the Packers are a two-time Super Bowl champion. I have said numerous times, and I think Tim Allen may have as well. I don't want to put words in his mouth, so maybe he didn't say this. But I know I have. Man, I'm good stinking for five, ten years. If I can get a World Series for the Brewers, fine. Marlins haven't been good a lot of the time. They got two World Series rings. Two. Brewers got none. Brewers have only even been in one. They've only been in one. Lost. Been in one. Marlins, expansion franchise, bought one. And the second one was a younger team, and they got red hot with Jack McKeon, who came in in May to take over that team and won a second ring. Now, again, as a Brewers fan... I'm fine being horrible if that means I get multiple World Series. And in this case here with Eli versus Aaron Rodgers, it's not much different. Two Super Bowls versus one as a fan. Championships are more important to me, I think, than what they are to a lot of people. Clearly. Rami just walked in. He doesn't understand what we're talking about. I'll clue Rami in next uh, with uh, the Rami Makalov, uh experience going up at 3 o'clock. I changed the name of your show while I was doing my show, so we're going to get a new open. All right, back after this. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan, you ever thought about becoming your own boss? Now is the time. Get with one of the nation's leading expedited freight companies since 1991, Young Express. Why Young Express? Well, they have a 24-7 dispatch team. They're extremely dedicated. They it very personally to keep drivers moving because if you're not moving, you're not making any money. If you're sitting in a hotel somewhere in, let's say, St. Louis, and can't get a call back from dispatch for a couple of days, you're paying for your hotel, and you're not making any money driving to your next destination. That's a problem. So, very critical, you have a good dispatch department. You can mix it up, local, regional, or nationwide. The longer you drive, the more money you make, but have no fear, even if you drive locally, you will make good money. With minimal investment in your own vehicle, Young Express will provide you all the training necessary for you to become a successful transporter of expedited freight. no-touch freight. The freight is loaded and offloaded for you, so all you have to do is drive. They're looking for full-time independent contractors. Join the Young Express team today. You can find them at youngexpress.com. That's J-U-N-G express.com. Young Express, success drives them rami Makloff, uh coming up uh the rami show or the rami experience whatever you'd like to call it coming up it's the rami at at three o'clock uh and what do you have coming up on your lovely show coming
2: up on the show today steve sparky pfeiffer uh besides willie adamas who has been david stern's best acquisition of the season not in like going all the way back willie adamas on the show no besides willie adamas who has been the brewer's Best acquisition going all the way back to free agency before the season started. That's the question I'll ask out of the gates. Are there any Bud haters still out there? Does anybody have a problem with this thing that happened yesterday? Because you can't, right? We're going to talk about that in the three o'clock hour. And uh, have we moved on from Kevin King's blunders and the NFC championship? Also, Peter Bukowski of the Lockdown Packers podcast will join me. at yeah, we had him today five. And, yeah, we need to talk about how these things happen.
3: And Bobby Nightingale. There's a way they're supposed to happen. Whether or not they are, I don't know. <laughs> Bobby Nightingale, Red's beat writer
2: for the uh, Cincinnati Inquirer. He will join us at 545, the younger Nightingale.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there is a process in which the producers are supposed to use so everybody knows who's going after who or who's booking who. But, it, obviously, that may not be happening. Uh, okay. So – Again, Peter Bukowski's good, no matter who has him on. And yeah, you could and, talk to him about... And the
2: good news is, I didn't listen to you guys. So I don't yeah, know.
3: <laughs> and you'll ask different questions than Gary <laughs> and Leroy. Completely, completely different Completely
2: different conversation. Correct.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, okay, so what I was talking about before you walked in here. Yes. Because you walked in, you yeah, stopped, you tracks. Tell me, please
2: tell me I didn't walk into you saying, give me Eli Manning over Aaron Rodgers. Please tell me that's yeah. not what I heard. Because so that's what this it sounded is, like out of context. This
3: was a random tweet yesterday afternoon. Uh, from somebody that I follow on Twitter. I'm, okay, I'm assuming he listens. He's based out of California. Who, who is His name person? is Jeremy. Okay, good. Okay. Hi, Jeremy. He tweets out. He didn't trade it out to me. It was just randomly just, just randomly tweeted out. Tweet out. Would you trade Rodgers' career for Eli Manning's if it meant the Packers got two Super Bowls instead of one? And then he says, I would not. And a lot of these people agree. But you for wouldn't instance, get two Super Eric, Bowls. Eric tweets. Oh, he's saying. You get two Super Bowls with Eli, but you have the same results in the other seasons like they did with the Giants, so which means no you're you... not going to be very good. But that that's the deal. So you get Eli, get two Super Bowls, but you're not going to be that good. As this Eric I points out, this hypothetical Eli hurts Manning, my
2: brain, well, that's
3: okay. I didn't ask you to participate. Eli Manning doesn't have a single playoff win outside of his Super Bowl runs. Since 2005, the Packers have won a ring and had a whole bunch of other really good seasons. The Giants have two rings and a whole bunch of bad seasons with a few one and duns mixed in another guy true Packers fan says in a heartbeat I'd do that as far as take the two Super Bowl rings instead this dude Jeremy says really I just couldn't all the games we've won all the exciting moments all the Hail Marys just too much to give up for essentially one game and that to me I said before you walked in here was okay. surprising and the reason so- it's surprising is because you've dealt with this over your years here before you went to Minneapolis and since you've returned. You hear it all the time, and I'm the one that says it. You've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, 25 years, more, whatever it is, and y'all got two dang rings out of it. That's it, right? How many times have you heard a Packer fan call into the show and say that? Or seen a Packer fan tweet that? Right. So now this dude puts out there, here you go. Here's two rings. You're not going to be nearly as good. All these conference championship games ain't happening. But you get two rings, and you get a middle-of-the-road to good quarterback in Eli Manning. Or you could have all the success Rogers has had, but you only get one ring. Which do you want? And a majority of the people, the guy's so got not- like almost 200 likes, the guy, a majority of what he got in response was... Take Rodgers and only one ring. It's only one game.
2: Maybe I'm being a stickler for the wording of the question. because which is like, fine. It sounds like he's saying like if you swapped quarterbacks. I'm telling you, if you swapped quarterbacks, oh god, the Packers would be terrible if Eli Manning was the quarterback instead, of, saying, instead of Aaron Rodgers. He's just he's saying, saying careers. Just, he's just Eli's saying, career of two you, rings versus Rodgers of one. Would you take? He's basically saying, would you take the 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 the, the Eli, Giants' Eli, success, the Giants Eli era correct. versus the Rodgers, right. the Packers Rodgers correct, era, the team, the overall team success. Correct. And, ah, that's a tough question. I don't think
3: I would, man. I I've said know. it before, and I'll say it again. I would take a Brewers World Series. Do you series really want
2: year after year after year of a team that's, that means nothing after, like, six weeks? So, hold on.
3: I, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And you're in the boat now, so congratulations. I didn't wish it upon you. They should have done better in Chicago. But I've said it before on the air, and I mean oh. it. If the Brewers were in a World Series, they can suck for the next five years after that. I do not I do not care. I just want a World Series. That's what I want. The Marlins got two dang know, rings. Two rings. They had two rings as an expansion franchise before you all got your last one. They got two rings. Brewers haven't even been in the World Series twice in franchise existence at this point. So, yeah, give me the rings. I'll deal with whatever else comes with it. For me, now, to me, championships are everything. The parades, the celebrations, you just saw it for the Bucs. Yeah. Will the Bucs go back and win another one? I don't know. Maybe not. But that's cool. Am I going to get frustrated and upset if they lose the Nets in the playoffs? Yep. Am I going to get frustrated and upset if they lose the next year to the Nets in the playoffs? Yep. Am I going to get frustrated and upset the year after that? Yep. Guaranteed. Does that mean that I'm not happy with winning that? Not at all. Because I got to see it before I died. I'm good. I got one. I expect one more while you have... Giannis, because you have him under you contract.
2: One see, man, I want one more. You, see, you want one more. Sam, I get want, that you
3: want Sam one more. said he expects two more. Sam's so uh, for too. me, I we we did this already as a topic. I know. I, I want one more. But if I don't get one more, I'm still good. Because at least I got to see one before I die. And now the Brewers give me one before I die, and then I'm good. Then I'm good. Then I don't, Whatever. If I don't see any more championships the rest of my life, it would suck. Wait. But at least I got to see everybody win one. How many Cup fans died without ever seeing their favorite so team many. win? Millions. Right. So I don't want to so be wait, that guy with the Brewers. I got it with the Packers, right? I got it with the Colts. I got it with the Bucks. Now I just want to get it with the Brewers, and I'm good. So if the if
2: the Brewers win one, you're you 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 you're ready to go. <laughs> Die?
3: Yeah. Well, no, man. I got family and everything. I'm I was to say. Like, but my favorite sports teams, like, that should be a thing, right? As a sports fan. You made you, it sound like, I'm good. Now I'm good now. No, meaning, meaning. I was like, man, you don't want to watch your kids grow up? No, what? no, 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 no. <laughs> What are you talking about? No, You're good. What I mean is, <laughs> once they win one, yes, I may get frustrated along the way. Sure. But at least I'll still have the memories of everything that went along, sure. at least with that one year. Yeah. Got you. There for a while, man, growing up, I didn't think I'd ever see the Packers win one. Like, And the Bucks. You know how bad it was here with the Bucs and me doing post games. Never thought that was going to happen. Never thought in a million years I, uh... you'd have a player like Giannis in this city. I guess I'm kind of lucky.
2: I never even thought about that, but I guess I'm kind of lucky. Because I'm do. I i just old enough to remember Jordan. The Bears winning one. Oh, the Bears 85. 85. And then, of course, yeah. They got to another one and they lost to some team. And then, of course, yeah, the Jordan 90s. And then I saw the Cubs do it in 2016. Like, I have all of them. The trifecta has been completed. Already done. Oh, that's you're right. That's a huge load off. You're welcome. That's a weight off my shoulders. Mm -hmm. Wow,
3: not many people can say that. Can they? Hell no. Can a lot of people say that? Go talk to Cleveland fans. (laughs) (laughs) Go talk to Cleveland fans. I'm serious. Now, Detroit fans can say it. Tigers got one. And then I jump on the Bucks bandwagon, right. and but, they, they win one, too. Right, but Tigers, they won. Me. Pistons won. Wow. Red Wings won a ton. So Detroit fans can say it. Milwaukee fans, not there yet. Cleveland, no. Browns, so close and chokes with with Schottenheimer, so that never ended up happening. Cavaliers were so close with Price and Doherty and those guys, but then LeBron finally gets some one. They don't have hockey, right? They don't have a hockey team.
2: Look at team. me. Everywhere so. I go, winning. You know Uh, what I mean? Yeah, Plucker just shifts down in Chicago. The White Sox are the best team in baseball. Plucker
3: just said breaking news in our ear with a disappointed sad face. I hope this isn't bad news with the Brewers. What happened? Is everything okay? What's wrong, Plucker? Yeah, so, well, we just have
4: a wide receiver room shakeup for the Green Bay Packers, and it's not what you think it is. I don't know what it is. Devin Funchess on IR, out for the rest of the season. Malik Taylor makes the team. Yeah. That's six. They're not keeping. I can't what, imagine they're the keeping injury? seven. The, it is not said. That is from Adam Schefter. He said the Packers have placed Devin Funches on the IR ending his season. Dude but he was hurt with whatever it was. He was hurt, yeah. Wasn't it an
3: oblique? Was it an oblique oh, or a hamstring right. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was hamstring. Yeah, yeah. But he's always hurt. He's been hurt his whole career. That's his biggest, biggest is good yet.
4: That's why I'm disappointed because I'm a Michigan fan and he went to Michigan and he was so good there. Oh, I was wondering why you're switching were so from tight falling. end to wide receiver. Did like, he seemed sad? You didn't that he? Upset
2: about Devin Funches? he
4: told me he seemed sad. I was like, I'm Uh-oh. not like I mean, I upset. Feel, I feel bad I'm for the. I feel but, bad for him. That's all I'm uh, saying. He sat out all last season. Was really excited to get back into it this year. Was fighting for a good. spot on the team. He looked looked good really in good in that first, first game, and now is out for the rest of the year. So no. So they can't
3: bring him back.
4: No. Off the, if you play somebody on the IR before the season starts, you cannot bring them back because he's not technically part of the 53. Oh there roster. you go. So, that's,
2: so that, so no that. Fun just with
3: so, the Packers this year. At least, or six.
2: A, at least it wasn't a toe, though. That's, did you hear me talking about toes yesterday? Yeah, I turned walls? it off.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: okay. Uh, Rami coming up next. No, seriously. With the think about that No, for seriously. A I, I did. I showed it off. It was in
3: my you, office, and I was like, oh,
2: "What? Because you, you can't prevent a toe injury. You can't work out to, like, build up muscle on your toes. Right. Not, you know what I mean? Even if it's
3: broke, you're stuck. You can't do yeah, anything for that either.
2: Just it's the worst man it's the worst and it's just this little thing it's just this little tiny thing hanging off the front of your foot and it cost a dude a whole season what's
3: funny to me is that people always say man sparky your brain hey let me tell you (laughs) rami's brain it's at a different level too he comes up next at three toodles this episode is brought to you by progressive
0: insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what
1: news in order to secure convictions in a court of law it is essential that we conclusively sports
2: clock at 4 doncic the step back 3
1: you bet. music you set my world on fire yes,
0: and even podcasts whatever you love hear it right here on TuneIn. go to tunein.com or download the tunein
3: app to start listening
0: okay picture this